0: All right, let's turn back in the Word of God to Ezra. Uh, this morning we started uh, a look at the book of Ezra. And uh, I just wanted to review that a little bit more and uh, look at it a little bit, the book of Ezra. So I'll give you a moment to turn there. Ezra. And again, uh, we'll read, we read this, this morning we read verses 1 through 5. So we'll read those and then just a couple other verses there. Ezra, the book of Ezra. Ezra chapter 1, Ezra chapter 1, verses 1 through 5 say this. Now in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled, the Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, that he made a proclamation throughout all his kingdom and put it also in writing, saying, Thus saith Cyrus, king of Persia, The Lord God of heaven hath given me all the kingdoms of the earth. And he has charged me to build him a house at Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Who is there among you of all his people? His God be with him, and let him go up to Jerusalem, which is in Judah, and build the house of the Lord God of Israel. He is the God which is in Jerusalem. And whosoever remaineth in any place where he sojourneth, let the men of his place help him with silver and with gold and with goods and with beasts, beside the free will offering for the house of God that is, in Jerusalem. Then rose up the chief fathers of Judah and Benjamin and the priests and the Levites with all them whose spirit God had raised to go up to build the house of the Lord, which is in Jerusalem. And all they that were about them strengthened their hands with vessels of silver, with gold, with goods, and with beasts, and with precious things beside all that was willingly offered. Now chapter 2, verses 1 and 2 say this. Now these are the children of the province that went up out of the captivity of those which had been carried away, whom Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, had carried away unto Babylon, and came again unto Jerusalem and Judah, every one unto his city, which came with Zerubbabel, Jeshua, Nehemiah, Serea, uh, Relaia, Mordecai, Belshan, Mispar, Bigvai, Rehum, Baanah, the number of the men of the people of Israel. Let's pray again. Father, again, Lord, we thank you for your mercy and grace. And Lord, thank you for these good songs, Lord, that we've heard to uh, encourage us and prepare our hearts. Lord, thank you for uh, the testimonies of we heard. Lord, thank you that uh, you stirred up that place there in uh, Papua New Guinea. And uh, for those that trusted in you there, continue to bless that missionary and his ministry. And uh, Lord, may those that are saved, just God, have a heart for you and desire to grow in the grace and knowledge of thee. And Lord, we just ask you to build your local church and local churches uh, there. Lord, we pray again for those in need tonight. Lord, we think of Brother uh, Lester. We think of Sister Barnett. We think of of Sister uh, Meredith. Lord, we think of uh, Mike and Deborah. Lord, we think of Michael. Uh, Brother Woods, uh, brother, and Lord, just uh, uh, we think of Sister Judy and Sister Dennis, just many, Lord, with great need. Lord, there's great physical and spiritual need among us. and Lord, we're trusting you to work in these hearts and lives and to glorify yourself. Now, again, Lord, as we look at this portion of Scripture, uh, dear God, may you challenge us, challenge us, dear God, uh, to be what you'd have us to be to thy glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So uh, we looked at this portion of Scripture this morning, verses 1 through 5 of chapter 1. And just a reminder, uh, the book of Esther reveals how God desires to work through his people in our day. The book of Ezra is about restoring biblical faith back to God's people, amen? Sometimes we get a little sidetracked, sometimes uh, we're not what we should be, sometimes God has to <laughs> chastise us, but he's always looking for that point that he can restore us, amen? Of course, he wants to restore the sinner unto himself, and then when the saint gets sidetracked and uh, gets sidelined or whatever the case is, he's always looking amen to restore because he always wants us to be where we should be and be what we we ought to be as believers so of course in the context here it's israel but today we saw god still wants his people to have biblical faith because uh biblical faith leads to what biblical worship amen and that's what we want we want to have biblical faith in our god and when we come together we want to have biblical worship amen uh to our god And so biblical faith must be restored, restored. And so God desires that if we're not where we should be and what we should be, God desires that we return to Him and obey Him. And then we mentioned this morning, again, uh, uh, the only way to change the future, I like this thought, is to disturb the present. And we mentioned, hey, if you're not saved, again, if you're not saved, God wants to disturb your present. Amen? He wants to disturb your present. But... Also, a reminder, "Hey, child of God, God wants to disturb your present. He wants to disturb our present. Hey, He wants to disturb the church's presence sometimes. Amen. We as believers need to be disturbed. We need to get comfort. We get in that rut. Amen. We get in our little routine as Christians. Amen. We got, you know, we got our little thing we check off. And so we've got our little too. We got this thing down. You know, I got this thing down. This being a Christian, I've got it down. Well, amen. Well, you, you, you need to be uh, helping me out then. I, I, I don't have that. I don't have it down. But listen, but you know, that, that's what we should want. Hey, if we're just sort of getting comfortable and complacent in our Christianity, we should want God to come down and disturb us, if you will, and stir us, right? That's what we should want. And in the church... If the church is getting a little routine, if the church is getting complacent, we should want God to come down and disturb us and shake us up. Maybe I don't know if you need to send an earthquake, but we ought to feel like it's an earthquake. Remember they prayed in Acts 4? It says hey, didn't say the earth was shaken, said the place was shaken. So, hey, uh, can you imagine if we walked out of church, man, did you feel that earthquake last night? No, no, I'm right next to the church. I don't feel a thing, hey, amen. Hey, 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 it'd be all right if he brought it right here, amen. He could pick a spot and say, boom, I'm going to shake that place up. And sometimes that's what we need. God wants to disturb our present, right, and do that in the church. Why? Because he wants to, as we mentioned, disturb the nation's present. And we saw here that the Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia. And again, that was amazing. Right, that here this Persian king, not an Israeli king, that God was using a Persian king, and how his name was prophesied uh, in the Word of God. I mean, that is amazing because you see, God knows, right? He He, he knew us by what He knew us by uh, uh, foreknowledge, right? And so again, God wasn't surprised when. Uh, some uh, young couple there in Persia had a child and they said well we'll think we'll name him Cyrus uh, that, that didn't surprise God amen uh, that was in him and just like he knew he was going to be born one day he knew you were going to be born one day and just like he stirred up Cyrus he wants us th- to do the, the the will and work of God he wants to stir us up to do the work and <coughs> will of God and of course all that was prophesied right about the 70 the 70 years that they would be uh, in in captivity. And also we saw there uh, that, listen, that God is in control of leadership. God is in control of leadership. Let me give you those verses again, because those are good verses to remember, especially around election time. Amen. Good verses to remember and good verses to be praying. Again, Daniel 2.21 says this, "...and He changeth the times and the seasons. He removeth kings and setteth up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge unto them that know understanding." That was Daniel 2, 21. And then in Proverbs 21, verse 1, it says, The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. As the rivers of water, he turneth it with us So we need to realize that even though he was a, a Persian king, not an Israeli king, all right, his heart was in the hand of God and he could turn it whichever way he wanted. And we need to realize that. Hey, uh, uh, and our leaders, that their heart is in the hand of God. And so again, as we mentioned this morning, that's why we have the responsibility to pray for the leaders of our country, that God would turn their heart and so that we can live peaceably, right, in all peaceably life and all godliness and honesty, it says in First Timothy. And so it says, he came, it says, this was done that what? That the word of God might be fulfilled might be fulfilled so god wants to fulfill his word remember god always has a purpose and plan for you for the church and in other areas so good things to remember there so again then we mentioned god was looking for people he wanted to do his work again verse three who is there among you of all his people Think about this. Who is there among you of all his people? Again, when God's looking for sinners, he goes out to, hey, he, he, he goes out to the whole world looking for sinners. But when he's looking for servers, right, he limits who he's looking for. He limits it to his people. Who is there among all his people, right? Now, of course, it's talking about the, the Jews there. His God be with him and let him go to Jerusalem, which is in Judah, and build the house of the Lord God of Israel right? Which is in Jerusalem. And so again, we saw those words, who go build. again, God is a whosoever will God when it comes uh, to the world of who to be saved. And then even among his people, he's a whosoever will God among his people. Hey, anybody that wants to serve God can serve God. Anybody that wants to get serious with God, anybody that wants to be consecrated for God, anybody that wants to be all out for God, you know, he is not limiting anybody here. You can be as close to God as you want to be. Amen. You can have as much power of God as you want. You do, amen if you'll go out there amen he calls you that if you who that can be you go amen he wants uh, go and build he wants everybody to be willing to go he wants everybody to be a builder in his work we should all want to be builders and so we saw God open the door for all who are willing who is there among you again the invitation was given uh uh to all and so, again, uh, God, and of course, in this day, God works through his local church. I, I, I love that I have a uh, message I preach. I might appreciate it here when I first came about God still uses smooth stones to kill giants. And I love that example about David, right? When David, when, when uh, he was going after that giant, right, what did he do? He found five smooth stones, And where did he find them? He found them, amen. He found them where the water was running, amen. They were in the place where the water was running over them continually, amen. And that's where we need to be. I want to be in the place, amen, where the water is running over me continually because that's what will smooth us out, amen. It takes the water to smooth us out. But what did that shepherd do? He picked up those five smooth stones and where did he put them? He put them in the shepherd's bag. That's what the local church is. The local church is the shepherd's bag. And then when he went went, went to kill a giant, he didn't reach down and grab another stone. He reached into the shepherd's bag. You see, when he wants to kill a giant, when he wants to get something done, when the shepherd wants to get something done, he reaches in and grabs those smooth stones that are already in the shepherd's bag. Amen. And you say, Why did he grab five? Well, because he knew that Goliath had some brothers. Amen. You, if you read later, they got killed. You remember the other four giants that got killed? You remember that? Hey, in, case they, in case Goliath had some backup, he wanted to be ready. He didn't. He wasn't worried. He was going to miss amen he was just ready if in case anybody showed up right he took out Goliath and said anybody else want some of this amen he was ready anybody else want some of this he was ready to take out some other uh giants that day uh too and so we we see that same picture You see that picture in Acts 13, right? They were in the church at Antioch. They were in the shepherd's bag at Antioch. Smoothstone Paul, smoothstone Barnabas, right? And the Spirit of God, the shepherd's hand, reached into the shepherd's bag and said, Amen, give me me Paul and give me Barnabas, amen. I want to sling them out, amen, to kill some giants. You see that uh, in the Word of God. So that's what God does. He comes to his people when he wants to get something done. So he's coming to us and he's calling us and he wants us to go and he wants us to be builders. <laughs> but notice a it, it, you see you read these verses and you see that not everybody went. Unfortunately, only a remnant returned. But hey, God says in Jeremiah 23:3: again, I will gather the remnant of my flock out of all countries. You see, revival begins with a remnant. And so uh, again, we saw that uh, we you see Ezra, and after Ezra's, the book of Nehemiah, and as we mentioned, right, uh, the work of Ezra has to happen before the work of Nehemiah. The focus of Ezra is the temple, the spiritual side, right? And then after that, you can build the wall. And so God always works on the spiritual; He always works on the inside. That always has to be. Priority. Hey, we, we'd like to do some things, we'd like to see some things, but hey, the inside, the temple always has to have first priority, the spiritual side, in the work of God. And so now I want to uh, talk about the remnant a little bit. So we're going to have to look up some verses. And uh, the reason we're going to have to look up some verses is because I didn't print out my page with all my verses on it. So we'll have to look up some Just being honest with you. Just being honest with you. All right. So God always does his work through a remnant. So uh, jump over to Isaiah chapter 1. Let's have a, a sword drill. Isaiah chapter 1. Turn over to uh, Isaiah chapter 1 there. Right? right. Isaiah chapter one. And look at verse nine. Says this. Except the Lord of hosts had left unto us a very small remnant, we should have been as Sodom, and we should have been like unto Gomorrah. Notice that word, remnant. The remnant, listen. But remember this: the remnant is not simply whoever is left. A lot of times when we think of remnants, you know, women that sew a lot, right? Uh, right? Uh, uh, Sister Birch used to sew a lot, right? Or they kept material and they have all these little remnants and they tried to find some. Usually when we think of remnants, right? We think of leftovers. Hey, I want you to know that God always has his remnant. I don't care how bad it gets in any nation. I don't care how bad it gets in the world. God always has his remnant. And I want to say that God's remnant are not God's leftovers. God's remnant are not God's leftovers. God's remnant, amen, are the remnant that wanted to be serious with God, that wanted to be all out for God, Amen. That no matter what anybody else did, they say I'm staying with God. No matter what was going on, they said the world behind me and the cross before me. That no matter what was going on, they said no, turn it back, no, turn it back. That's God's remnant, Amen. The people that stayed by the stuff, no matter what was going, on, no matter what was going on in the world, the nature, or not even uh, what was going on in the church. Hey, maybe the rest of the church turned cold on God, but Amen. They they said, hey, we're going to stay close together. We're going to keep the fire burning here, amen, and we're going to keep things going for God. That's God's remnant, amen. Don't ever think, hey, say, I want to be part of God, God's remnant. Don't ever think that God, you know, oh, poor little God, he got the leftovers. Oh, no, uh-uh, God didn't give the leftovers, amen. You are not God's leftovers, amen. You are God's, amen, remnant, amen, that he has kept by him and kept close to him. You are the remnant that God wants to use. God's remnant, amen, within those who are left. The remnant is those who are surrendered to the Lord and serving the Lord. So I say, listen, I want to be part of God's remnant. If nobody else, that's how we should feel as Christians. Hey, in 2022, if nobody else wants to be serious for God, I want to be serious for God. Hey, in 2022, if nobody else, amen, uh, wants to be faithful to the house of God, I want to be faithful to the house of God. If nobody else uh, 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 in 2022 wants to be a person of prayer, I want to be a person of prayer. I want to be a person of biblical faith. I want to be a person of biblical worship. Amen. I want to be a person of the book. In 2022, I want to be part of God's remnant because the remnant is blessed and used of God. We saw, again, that there in, uh, in uh, Ezra 2. Now, these are the children of the province that went up. These, right? I want to be among these. <laughs> so when God starts naming names, I want my name to be mentioned. Hey, only, I, I not only want God's, my name to be mentioned in the book of life, I want my name to be mentioned while I have life, amen, on this earth. I want my name to be mentioned here, amen. Hey, I want to be part of God's inner circle. Now, when he called the 12, hey, he called, you know, this one and that one. But boy, when it came to the things that he only wanted to show a few people, who did he always call? We all know he called Peter, James, and John. They were part of that inner circle. God, even Jesus, when he walked the earth, he had that group that was part of the inner circle. And notice it was a small group. Everybody says, man, I want to be part of some big group. I want to be part of some big this and some big that. Hey, that, that, that's fine. That's fine. Hey, but when the crowd, amen, uh, 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 dwindles away, right? What Jesus said in John 6, will, will you two go away? Hey, to whom shall we go? Where are you going to go? Hey, you leave Jesus in 2020. Where are you going to go? Who else are you going to go to? Where else are you going to go? You leave uh, the things of God. Boy, people are going and finding other things. And, and boy, oh, I don't want to give that. I'll, I'll, get, I'll get stirred up. I'll get sidetracked if I get on that end i am just upset so many people getting sidetracked and getting away uh, from the things of God. But say, I want to be part of God's remnant. I want to be part of God's inner circle. Hey, when he starts, narr- when he starts narrowing down the list, well, who can I trust for this task? Who's serious about me? Well, he marks off this one. And he marks off that one. Amen. I want him to keep my name there. That's what each of us say. Hey, I want my name when the, when the when, you know how when the uh, you know these political uh, the the politicians. You know, well, you know he, he he's considering twenty people, and then a few days later, well, he's down to five serious candidates. Down to five serious. Can- hey, if God gets down to five serious candidates, hey, I don't know who the other four are going to be, but I want to be one of them. Amen. That's how you ought to think. I don't know who the other four are amen, but I want to be on that list. When God opened the way for His people to return to Jerusalem, a remnant rose to restore biblical faith back to the people. They had served 70 years as captives of Babylon for the 70 Sabbaths they had neglected. Turn over to 2 Chronicles right back here, just uh, before Ezra, 2 Chronicles verse uh, 36, chapter 36, sorry. 2 Chronicles chapter 36 6, right? Verses 20 and 21 say this, and them that had escaped from the sword, 36 verses 21, and them that escaped from the sword carried he away to Babylon, where they were servants to him, sent Chronicles 36 verse 20, and his sons until the reign of the kingdom of Persia, right? Look at this, to fulfill the word of, By the mouth of Jeremiah, until the land, look at this, until the land had enjoyed her Sabbath, for as long as she lay desolate, she kept Sabbath to fulfill three score and ten years. You see, excuse me, why did God choose? Does anybody know why God chose that they would be in captivity 70 years? Anybody remember why they were in captivity 70 years? Anybody remember? If I remember correctly, it's because they didn't keep that many years worth of Sabbath. So they had to pay God, back. they had to go into captivity, right, to repay what they had neglected in their service of God. Now think about that. They had neglected the service of God, and so God made them pay him back for where the area that they had neglected in his life. Now think about that. If God... Is there, a, is there an area in your Christian life where you're neglecting? What if God, think about this, what if God said, you're going to have to go into captivity to make up for this area of your service to me or this area of your Christian life that you've been neglecting. And I've noticed you've been neglected for this amount of time, so you're going to have to go into captivity for this amount of time. Well, that's something to think about. Man, you know what? I, I've i neglected this area of my Christian life. Boy, what if God made me play catch-up in that area? Or God put me into captivity. That's what he did to them, isn't it? He put them into captivity. They had to play catch-up for their Sabbaths. And so, man, we think, God, please help me not to be neglectful in an area of my life. I don't want to have to play catch-up, if you will, in an area of my life. But that's why, anyways, that's why they were in captivity. When their time of discipline had been paid... God stirred the heart of Cyrus, Amen, and the, the Jews could go back. So, from Genesis to Revelation, God reveals His great redemptive plan. The Book of Ezra plays a key role in that uh, drama. Uh, long before Ezra's day, God chose to bless and use Abraham, so that through Abraham's family, He could reveal Himself to the whole world. Now, go back over to Genesis twelve. Genesis twelve, and we see here about Abraham. And we know that he called Abraham out of the Ur Chaldees. And look what he said in uh, Genesis 12, uh, verses 1 through 3. Now, the Lord had said unto Abram, now, here at this point, he's Abram, right? He's Abram. And then, of course, uh, God changed his name to Abraham, right? The father of many nations, Abraham. Amen. So if you do right by God, he'll give you a ham. That's all I'm saying, right? Abraham. He changes name to get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto land that I will show thee and I will make of thee a great nation and I will bless thee and make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing and I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curse thee and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. You know, he, he found him a family that he could work through to bless other families. You know what God wants to do through your family? God wants to use your family to be a blessing to other families. Now, maybe you don't get to be Abraham. Of course, you know uh, uh, that Jesus has already been born, so you're not going to be uh, in, that, in that seed line. But in one sense, you can be spiritually. Say, God, you gave these blessings to Abraham, and we know we still believe those blessings of Abraham are still upon the nation of Israel. But in the same sense, you can pray that for your family. God. You allowed Abraham to be a a, a man of God uh, before his his family and before those around him, even before his uh, uh, enemies, and you used him to be a blessing to other families. God, would you use me? Would you use my family in 2022? Would you use my family and my generation to be a blessing to other families and to turn other families to Thee? What a wonderful thought that is. God chose to make himself known. Of course, from there, then we know it went, uh, it went to the Jews because we have Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Jacob became Israel, right? Uh, they became uh, uh, the Jews. As a matter of fact, Abraham, I think, is the first one to be called uh, a Hebrew, if I remember it. So he came into the world in the person. Then, of course, he, uh, God came into the person of uh, the world as the person of Jesus Christ. Turn over to Hebrews uh, chapter 1 quickly. Hebrews chapter 1 and verses 1 and 2 say this, God who at sundry times and in divers manners spoke in time past unto the fathers by the prophets. But hey, in these last days, that's where we're at, amen, has spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things by whom also he hath made the world. So now he speaks through his Son. But... He speaks through His Son through the written word, but He speaks through His Son also through us, the church. That's where we get in, that He'll he'll use us. So we know that someday every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. But God is still calling out people. God's calling out people now to those people. And through those people, He is still making Himself known to the world. Known to the world. Now look at Revelation uh, 1, Revelation, Revelation, the book of Revelation, chapter 1, and let's look at one verse there. Revelation chapter 1, and notice verse 19. It says, Write these things which thou hast seen. Look, the things that thou hast seen and the things which are, and the things which shall be hereafter. So here we see a past, the things which thou hast seen. You know, it's great that we can turn in the Word of God and read about things in the past. I'm glad I can read books about uh, uh, revivals that have been done in the past. I'm glad I can read about great works God has done in the past. And then also, I'm glad I can turn to the Word of God in a book like Revelation and read about what God's going to do in the future, Right? But you know what? I can't get in on the past. I can't get in on the future. But thank God it says here and the things which are. Now there's where I can get in. I can get in on the present. Hey, I can rejoice in the past and I can rejoice that there's a future. But you know what? I want some things to rejoice in now. I want to know God that God is still alive now and God's still working now and God's still doing things now. Hey, uh, uh, listen, uh, w- w- when my grandchildren are a little bit older, uh, older, I don't want to just have to say, "Hey, uh, read read that book about what God did in the past." Hey, get over the Revelation and see what God's going to do in the future. Hey, I want to be able to get my uh, uh, grandchild down just like my sitting to my grandfather's knee. He said, "Jeff, let me tell you some things that God uh, 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 let me get in on why I was alive." Amen. Now I'm the grandfather. I want to be able to put my grandchildren at my knee and say, "Oh, let me tell you what Grandpa seen what God uh, Grandpa seen." God i do over these last years and 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 grandson and granddaughter if the lord should tarry let me see that god amen he's in your generation and and listen i I don't want you have to get up and always tell about uh, what grandpa did or what that generation did amen i want you to know that god wants to do something in your generation hey listen uh, god wants to do something in this generation that's where we can get in amen we need to expect those things So God, amen, God in this age still has his remnant, and the remnant is in the world. We are here for one purpose, to do the work of God. That's why we left here. Turn over to John 17, and see, of course, we know John 17 is the real Lord's Prayer, right? The real Lord's Prayer, we know uh, over there, the other one is the, the model prayer. But John 17, and here the Lord is praying, And let's read a few verses here where he's talking about us. Now, we know the Lord's praying for us now. He's, he's interceding. But hey, do you know the Lord prayed? The Lord prayed for us. This group of people sitting right here, the Lord prayed for us. Right here, you can see God. You can see Jesus Christ praying for us right here in this prayer. We're just starting verse 11, says this. And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world. Hey, well, we know back then it was <laughs> those disciples, but we're the these now, amen? That's us now, right? These, we're in the world. We're in the world. And I am come to thee, Holy Father. Keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me. Hey, think about that. We talk about the gospel being the gift of God, but do you realize you're the gift of God? God the Father gave you to God the Son. Isn't that a wonderful thing? Hey, one day, we, we were a moment ago, we were singing Happy Day. Happy Day. Do you know what happened on May 19, 1987? God the Father showed up at my house, amen? He brought God the Son with him, and he said, son, here's Jeff Stewart. I want to give him to you. On this day, I choose to give Jeff Stewart to you. Amen. And on that day, March 16th, amen, God came by your way, Sister Pam, and God the Father said, son, today I want to give you Pam. Then on that other March day, March 16th, God came by and said, son, today I want to give you Joshua, that's what God did, amen, that day you got saved. God the Father came by and said, hey, I got somebody's house I want to go to you today, son. And he showed up wherever you were, wherever you got saved. Amen. He says, see this little 10 year old girl. Son, today I want to give you this 10 year old girl. Today I want to give you this 60 year old man. Today, amen, I want to give this person to you. That's, amen, how much God loves you. He came by and he loved you so much. He said, man, I want to give something special to my son. And that day you were the special thing, the special one that God the Father gave to his son. It says right there thou whom thou hast given me. It says there, Holy Father, keep through thy own name whom thou hast given me that they may be one as we are. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Of course, he's talking about his disciples. Those that thou gavest me, I have kept. And none of them is lost but the son of perdition that the scripture might be fulfilled. Of course, talking about Judas there. And now I come I to thee. And these things I speak in the world. That they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. That is the will of God. The, you, was, how would I know the will of God? Well, right there's one thing that his joy, amen, would be fulfilled in you. And I have given them thy word. <laughs> he gave you this book, he gave it to you. And the world hated them. What? Because they are not of the world. Who's not of the world? Us. We're not of the world. Why? Because we're like him, even as he's not of the world. Amen. You want to be like Jesus? Then don't be of the world. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I want to be like Jesus. Well, I want to be kind. I want to be loving. Da-da. Well, be not like the world. Amen. You want to be like Jesus? Don't be like the world. Amen. Live a separated life if you want to be like Jesus. I pray not that they should be taken, take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from evil. He pray. You see, He knew what you were going to face in this world. And he said, oh, Lord, please protect Beverly McLean. Please protect her. Please protect her. Think about that. He prayed that for you. Keep that for you. Listen, they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Here it is. Sanctify them through thy truth. Amen. Amen. Thy word is truth. The book, the book will get the job done in your life. This book will get the job done in your life. This book that he gave you. We are truly His followers. And as we see, we're included in that prayer. In our worship, work, living the Christian life, and telling others about eternal life and Jesus Christ, we desire to win many to Christ. Amen. But we know we will not win the whole world. But when our Lord returns, amen, unfortunately, He's going to find a rebellious world. But hey, listen, that's no excuse for not going. The world we see around us, of course, amen, this, he, He's the prince of the world, oh Satan. This is his world, amen, but there's another world, amen, that we're looking forward to. There's another city, there's another city, there's another place. But within that world, God, but even despite, though this, he might be the prince of this world, God has his people. And that's what we need to be focused on. God has his people, God has his remnant, and you know what? You are one of them. That is exciting amen that is exciting right god's world is made up of followers of christ who've been saved by his precious blood and by his grace amen seek to live an obedient christian life that lord i want to live an obedient christian life so the remnant must be separated to the lord and not polluted by uh, the world ezra 2 turn back to ezra 2 Notice a couple verses, verses 61. Notice something. In verses 61 through 63, it says they were doing a litmus test, if you will. Ezra 2, verses 61 through 63. And the children of the priests, the children of Baai, the children of Kaz, the children of Barzillai, which, which took a wife of the daughters of Barzillai, the Gileadite, was called after their name. And was called after the name. These sought their register among those that were reckoned by genealogy. But they were not found. Therefore were they as polluted, put from the priesthood. And the Tershatha, right, that's the governor, said unto them that they should not eat of the most holy things till there stood up a priest with Urim and Thummim. See, before the remnant began God's work, they, were ex- they examined themselves. And they gave careful attention to those who called themselves the children of priests. Of course, in our case, the children of God's. And because they had been in Babylon for 70 years, they had to prove that they had not been polluted by the things of Babylon. Well, you know what? Our job every day when we walk out that door is to go out there and prove to the world, amen, that we are no longer polluted, amen? We were in They were in captivity 70 years. Hey, I was in captivity for 22 years. I was in captivity to sin. And my job to do is to go out there every day and say, listen, I might have been in captivity in the world for 22 years, but I'm no longer polluted by the world, amen? Hey, check the register. My name is written down. My name is on the that book alive. check the register my name is there and I'm no longer polluted by the world the world no longer has power over me Satan no longer has power over me sin no longer has power over me I have victory in the Lord Jesus Christ that saved my soul I'm part of his remnant now, I'm not part of his leftovers. I'm part of his gathering that is serious about seeing him be glorified in 2022. Amen. And so, listen, my name is on the roll. So God calls us, amen, to, to, to get away from a polluted life and live a separated life. You know these verses, 2 Corinthians chapter 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 but we'll go ahead and, uh, and look at them here. Second Corinthians chapter... See, I didn't print these verses out. Not, now I got to remember my Bible. <laughs> now I got to act like I know my Bible. You see, I didn't print the verses out like I know where I can just read them. So now I got to <laughs> act like I know my Bible. Second Corinthians chapter 6, verses 17 and 18 say this, Wherefore, come out from among them. You see, we're not among them. We are among these. Amen. We're among these, and these should not be among them. Come out from it, and be ye separate. Be separate. You see, I know uh, uh, it seems like people are scared to talk about separation anymore. Hey, listen, I know. Listen. legalists that's a very misused word among Christianity, but Pharisees and all that stuff. Listen, hey, listen, hey, you can, you can have standards and you can be separated and you can live a holy life without being a Pharisee and a legalist and all that stuff. Amen. You can still live right. There's nothing wrong with living right in 2022. And we shouldn't be afraid to say that in 2022, that it's all right to be separated. Amen. And live a life that's glorifying to God. We shouldn't be afraid to say that in 2022. That's still the Word of God. Just do it in love. Just do it in the right spirit. Amen? And don't look down on people. If you're going to look down on somebody, it's to be to give them a helping hand. If you hear something about somebody, it's not to talk about them. It's about to know how to pray for them. Amen? Makes me love everybody. Anybody seen Sergeant York? You remember when getting saved? They sing that song, amen. Yeah. Be separate, saith the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and I will be a father unto you. That's what he wants to be. And ye shall be my sons and daughters. You know what God wants? He wants you to be his sons and daughters. He wants to love you. He wants to hug on you, amen. He just wants to bless you. That's what he wants to do. Hey, do you, <laughs> well, I just had another grandchild. You know, hey, I'm trying to hurry so I can get home and see another grandchild because I want to hug on it. I want to hug on it. Amen. And when you get up in the morning, God can't wait to see you so he can hug on you through the day and bless you. saith the Lord, almighty. Amen. Almighty. He's almighty. So he can keep you unto himself and away from the pollution of the world and life. God is going to get his work done, but it must be done by a people that are separated to him. Amen. And, uh, of course, through Christ. Christ keeps us from the things that are dishonoring God. So the Bible says, "For whosoever shall call upon the name Lord, shall be saved." So it's a whosoever for salvation, as we said. It's a whosoever uh, for service. So, uh, turning back to Exodus two again, verse three: "Who is there among you, of all his people?" Boy, listen. When you hear a question like that, "Who is there among all his people?" Your hand should shoot up. Me. That's who. Who among his people? Who me? Who wants to go? Me. Who wants to build? Me. Amen. Be quick to raise your hand. Be quick to stay, take a stand. Be quick to use. Amen. Be used by him throughout the land. I just made that up. Sorry. I had prime there. All right. So, amen. But listen, it's a wonderful thing. This is, I'm trying to make Isaiah laugh, but he's not here. Right. It's a wonderful thing to be a child of the king. It's a wonderful thing. Amen. When God, listen, I'd like to see him stir up the heart just like he stirred up the leader of that nation, I'd like to see him stir up the heart of the leader of our nation. Amen. But I can't control his heart, but I can I can say, God, stir my heart up. Amen. Lord, I want you to stir my heart up. Lord, amen, I want to be part of that remnant. Lord, I want to be, I, 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 I want, I want to be part of that, that group, amen, that if nobody else, if nobody else, count me in let's pray